Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. What they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas. Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now Fight Night. Welcome to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm your host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter at Eddie Experience, one E in the middle. And joining me as always, he's the new pitcher for the Savannah Bananas, Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Have you seen the Savannah Bananas? I have seen. I saw Johnny Damon with the Savannah Bananas. I saw the, the yeah. uh, umpire, the home plate umpire was getting oh, into it a he little gets bit down. with the uh, Savannah Bananas. Uh, Eddie, I'm, I'm old. I'm old. I'm an old man, and uh, we can talk about that. But yeah. I, I you would might not cut it if you did that. I wouldn't cut it with the Savannah Bananas anymore. But Eddie, it's great to see you. You can find us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can find me at Nonstop MMA. Eddie, let me tell you something. Uh, your boy still got it. All right, and and why? And when I mean still got it, I mean I can still beat my 14 year old son in basketball. So uh, we played tonight, and uh, there's gonna be coming a day soon where. You know, I'm not going to be a foot taller than him, or, or maybe maybe ten inches taller than him. Where I could just drive and do layups, and and, and he'll call those those are cheap shots that, that I that I take. Uh, but there's going to come a day where he's going to beat me, and it's going to come soon. But it wasn't today. You know, let me tell you, Jordan. Here's a little secret. Learn a hook shot. The hook shot. I actually got lucky. I I did do a shot right in his face to to win the game, and uh, I did give him one of these where you uh, you inject it into your veins. And uh, and then he he would not he refused to look at me though when I was doing it. But uh, I like to do the or I like to do the the Steph Curry when I shoot it and then run off and don't look if it goes in. Uh, but the one I threw up was just kind of a prayer, and uh, I did not think it was going to go in today. So and it somehow went in. It did somehow go in to, to win the game. Yeah. I went it went in, uh, Eddie, and that's not all. I mean, I'm I'm tired. So this weekend, uh, I told you a week. I mean, obviously like, we live in Texas. We 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 had the storm, and I live on a property with lots of trees, trees and rocks. We've got plenty of those, and it's the Wahlberger compound. It is the compound, and the city had already come and taken a whole kind of row of trees uh, from my front yard. I think I sent you a picture of Drake driving our riding lawnmower out with all the trees. Uh, wouldn't you know? They they came back again this week, and I I. This is round two, and I wanted to make sure that I got the rest of the trees. And so that whole stack that I, uh, that I made and I gave you last time, did it again. That whole same stack, uh, I spent really, really all day on Saturday trying to get those trees in a place where the city could come take them. Uh, I want to say it was like, you know, a row, like, uh, you know, 80 feet, uh, probably eight feet deep and, and probably six to seven feet tall of, uh, of just trees. And thankfully, the city came back this week, or the county came back, and they come with this claw machine that comes down, and there's a guy riding it, and like he's like he would be great at like Dave and Buster's, where he like moves it around and he drops the claw, and then picks up the trees, and then takes them around. Uh, but but your boy's tired, all right? I'm tired. I'm old and I'm tired. I still got it, but I'm old and tired. Yeah, and I was wondering how you're gonna feel tomorrow after playing basketball with your son. I'm not gonna feel great going to bed and waking up with old knees and a little back. Oh man, I, I tried to play a couple weeks ago and and uh, I was playing two games in one night 
And uh, so, and I know my role. I, my role starts on the bench. And, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm a filler, right? And uh, so I came in in the second game and my knees were already like hurting and sore. And I very quickly uh, was like, oh, I, I think I should sub myself out. And uh, I don't need to get hurt here. So <laughs> I, I moved on out right real quick. Yeah, discretion is the better part of valor, man. Yeah, it's uh, as you I'm get old, you. you have to be, you know, you have to be willing. I know my role now, it, so I, I know where I, I stand. But you don't shut your mouth. But I'm telling you, that hook shot is an old man cheat code. Work on that. I, I, I'll never see it coming. I know. The kids only know three points. That's all they know. Yeah, that's true. How but you doing? I'm glad to know that the area up there is so nice because update, I've picked an apartment. Good. It is not too far from you. When are you moving in? It's still in Austin. Uh, end of June. Okay. Yeah, it is near Lakeline Mall. It's built pretty much like my, my current place, the apartment above the garage. Uh, almost same price as what they jacked my current place up to, but I'm going to save a lot more money on gas. Good. One of these days, That's we're going to have to have you come starts. over for a Sunday dinner. You know what, Jordan? I had an idea about that. We'll talk about it later. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, before we get out of here and get on to the fights, I want to say congrats to the men's and women's, men's and women's tennis teams at the University of Texas. Both of them won the Big 12 championship over the weekend. And, of course, there was a UT spring game, which every other show on the horn will update you about. Yep. We'll talk about the quarterbacks. Just real quick, what did you think of Are you happy with Arch? He's a, he's a freshman. He's been here for, like, two months. Yeah, he's fine. Okay. All right. Very good. I, no one – the only people who expected him to actually compete for the job were people that didn't live here in Austin and people that needed clicks on their websites. He is a – he should still be in high school, and he's been here for two months. It's a, it's a game changer, literally. So, yeah, he'll be fine. All right, I like it. All right, Eddie, let's talk. I mean, Max – got to start with Max Holloway. Uh, just when we think that Max Holloway, there's nothing left for him in featherweight – there still may not be anything left for him in featherweight, but he does show that y'all must have forgot, right? That, that Max Holloway cannot write him off yet. And even though he has three losses to the champion, he is still, when, when there's 1A, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to say 1B. There's two. Max is two. But then there's, you know, after two, it, it goes, it's, it's a long way to get to three. They dropped to like eight. I yeah. get it. So, and, he's not even, and he's not even the interim champion. But Max Holloway defeats Arnold Allen in Kansas City. Uh, unanimous decision. It was Kansas City, Missouri, not Kansas City, Kansas. In case you were wondering, right? Eddie. I know you're. I no know one you goes con- to Kansas City, Kansas. I know you were concerned about that. Uh, but they. Uh, but Arnold Allen. It, it was a good fight. It, it was close. It was fine. It was. It wasn't close like I ever thought Max was going to lose. But you know, Arnold Allen came in strong in, in that fifth round. He came with some urgency. I wish that would have started earlier. I know Dana White said that as well. Uh, but Arnold Allen, I think he showed himself that he belongs in the upper echelon of the featherweight division. Just not in the upper, upper room where Alex Volkanovsky and Max Holloway have. Uh, I mean, you know, Vol- Volk has the, uh, the big room. Uh, I think Max has the small room up in the upper echelon up there. It's like Max serves Volk in the upper room and everyone else is just like waiting outside. But, you know, I think it was Ian Kutalaba who said, uh, uh, said I love being here in Kansas or something to that effect. Okay. And left off the city. And he got a little booed. Yeah, they, they don't. After TKO, so they probably don't like that. Hey, did you hear? Yeah, he's Alex, not from here. So did you hear Alex Volkanovski tell people? He's like, "Hey, Max, why are you killing off my contenders? You can't do that. Stop, stop killing the contenders in this division. Let me do that. You know, because Arnold Allen twelve fight win streak snapped. You know, he had wins over Dan Hooker, over Calvin Cater, and uh, and I mean, those are some pretty good wins when it comes to uh, that division. So no slouch. 
And he basically would have been next, even if, if he hadn't had this fight. So I don't know why I guess he needed the money. Maybe if Dana paid better, they would get better matchups later on so people like Arnold Allen could wait for, uh, for Volk- Volkanovski to come around. And now where do you go? It's, it's tough, right? If you're Max Holloway, you've got to be cheering for you know, Yair Rodriguez to win the fight. Max has a win over a year. But I just look at it. I, what could Yair possibly do out, out of like starching him and knocking him? I mean, even if he knocks him out in the first round, they're going to give Alex, you know, they're going to give him a rematch right away. And, and you could say it's well-deserved because, you know, he is the pound-for-pound best fighter in the world. I guess he's tied right now uh, with Islam Makachev uh, on the UFC rankings. Um, but I would say he's second behind John Jones. I, I, you must have forgot. I think, is, I mean, I, I will pull up the UFC rankings right now. Um, oh, I got it right here. M- maybe they are they all tied. Oh, so, okay. So, John Jones is first. Alex is second. Islam is third. Uh, I, I thought for a time they were all tied. I thought the uh, the people that were ranking him uh, were gutless and they couldn't uh, rank anyone above. So they just uh, <laughs> they put everyone at a tie. Uh, but so that's that's fine. So so Alexander Volkanovsky, you would think that they're going to give him a, a immediate rematch. So definitely. So no matter what, like Max has to fight somebody else. I know that he mentioned the Korean zombie as an OG in the division who he had never fought and surprised he never fought. So he would fight him. Uh, but other than that, I mean, that doesn't obviously doesn't get you closer. You know, Zomb- Zombie's ranked six right now. Yeah, and he's just going to have to keep fighting down. There's well, nowhere I mean, else to go. Yes, I mean, obviously, there's nowhere else to go uh, because so, you know, who's going to so go down? Who's going to clear out the division first, him or Volk? It's kind of weird because if he goes, then they got no shot at Volk. So Volk's got to go even lower. I think uh, Max just needs a vacation. Pay him to sit for a while, Dana. Yeah, Max is not like that, though. Max is a fighter, right? Max wants to fight. And you think about that. I mean, the last time that he fought before this, I mean, he's been, he hasn't fought in, since July of last year. So he did sit and wait for, you know, nine to 10 months. And, and so, you know, and, and before that, it was November before that and January before that. So, I mean, he's only on like the every eight month or so plan right now to fight. And uh, I mean, it, it's just an unfortunate spot. Do you think he goes up to lightweight? I was just wishing he could go down to Bantamweight because there would be some Crazy matchups there. I don't think that would work. He, he looked a little Young, bit. He looked a little bit thick yeah. going to this fight this week. He doesn't have the. Uh, yeah, he can't get down to that though. I wish he could because that would be nuts. But yeah, lightweight. We saw him against Dustin Poirier, and he basically got worked. But not everyone is as good as Dustin. So, you know, Armin Sarukian, Sarukian, Rafael dos Anjos, Dan Hook, Dan Hooker. You know. I'm just thinking of what, what would be good matchups, not necessarily what, what the rankings would be. But uh, those would be fun. Do you see a way, Eddie, that he gets a title shot again at, uh, at Featherweight, that, where Volk is still the champion? I mean, it's possible, because just because of uh, they're clearing it out. I mean, unless you're going to start giving, like, number 9 and 10 a title shots. <laughs> I know in some places you like that. I mean, we, we have had this debate before where you love But that's you know, when you love the giving champ them. does it. That's when the champ clears them all out. If the second guy is clearing them all out, there's no one left for the champ. He's got to skip around. Yeah. Well, I want I mean, everyone in the top ten to have an L next to their name from the champ. Well, they, they might have an L from the champ and the, uh, the former champ in the case of Max Holloway. Uh, how about Arnold Allen? What, what does he do? Uh, well, as he tweeted, was it back to the meal deals? Yeah. I mean, there's, not, not, yeah. there's anything wrong with that. Hey, man. I mean, I love him. Yeah. You know, but uh, I'm also not a professional athlete. I'm nor, 45 and broken. Nor do you look like it. No, I do not. 
Josh Emmett? Yeah, I mean, Josh is Emmett he... is going to be fighting Ilya Tapuria, I think, coming oh, yeah, up in yeah, May. Okay. So maybe the winner of that fight would be a good uh, would be a good fight. I mean, Tapuria is good. Uh, I like him a lot. And uh, so either way, I mean, that, that would be a fun fight. And that, and that helps to move uh, and elevate, you know, those guys and move them forward. Right. Maybe someone like Giga Chigatsi. Yeah, I haven't uh, seen Giga for a while. Giga does not have a fight right now. So, yeah. So that, that could happen. Like I said, it sounds like the Korean zombie is going to be busy. Yeah, I mean, if Zombie does that, and then and then you got uh, Mozart and Bryce Mitchell. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, but that fight's happening, and uh, and then Calvin Cater. I think he's still recovering from injury. So yeah, it's like they don't look. Dana and the crew don't look past this fight to see how things would set up later on. Like they're playing checkers instead of chess with these matchups. You think they'd have figured that out by now? But I think they're just slaves to the uh, schedule. I, I do like this. This is this. I think I like the fight that they put there. I mean, obviously, it, it takes away Arnold Allen, uh, but it was it was a chance for Arnold Allen to cement himself as the as the guy right after uh, after that next fight in the division after Yair and, and and Volk have that chance to fight. So it, it was definitely unfortunate. a big risk reward, yeah. and and then there was a risk, and it and ended up not working. So uh, all right, let's go to the co-main event. You got Edson Barbosa knocking out a ra- a rising Billy Q. Vintage, I mean, not vintage like spinning back kick Edson Barbosa, but spinning, but but uh, vintage, you know, knockout skills Edson Barbosa. Yes, definitely. Barbosa. Yeah, the way it landed kind of reminded me of Aldo Keo and Chad Mendez that time against the fence. Mm-hmm. When he turned around and hit him. I just, yeah, just a quick knee out of nowhere. And man, Barbosa, was he 37? I don't know exactly. He He's looks, older, right? He is ripped to shreds, dude. I mean, he's got old man strength and young man strength. And he seems like he's getting better. And the dude's got such a variety in his finishes. I mean, he can get you from such a variety of ways. And even he's been finished in a variety of ways, too. So you just know going into a Barboza fight, it's probably going to be fun. But I think he might have one last run in him. And I want to see what happens. Yeah, I don't know if it's a run really anywhere. I mean, he, he's ranked 14th in the, in the division. He has losses to the number 13, the number 11, the number 8. Uh, he's got losses to Paul Felder, Justin Gaethje, Kevin Lee, Khabib. Those, I mean, the, Tony Ferguson, those aren't, those aren't bad losses. But his wins, right? No ranked fighters. I guess Dan Hooker. He does have a win over Dan Hooker, uh, but not in his division. So he's got a win over Billy Q. He's got a win over Shane Burgos. We'll talk about him in a little bit. He's got a win over Makwan Amerikani. And uh, and then Dan Hooker. So I don't know if he's got another. I mean, I don't even know where you put him. I mean, Ed, uh, Alex Caceres hey, is, uh, is Arnold Allen. Ooh, that'd be fun. But uh, that's a big hey, job. Arnold Allen. I think it's a big job. I don't I don't really know if Arnold Allen's going to move in the rankings. He's ranked fourth. I don't think he's going to drop big from that loss to the number two ranked Max Holloway. Uh, but I see but numbers I, wise. He might see it as a get right. fight. I see what and you're then, doing. Boom, Barbosa. I see what you're doing. Gets a big jump. That would be a big jump. I, I, I think uh, I think we know who Edson Barbosa is today, and, and I think we've seen his ceiling, and, and we've already uh, we've come down the backside of it. So, You know, we said that about Charles Oliveira uh, not too long ago, too. True. That, that's fair. I'm, I'm, I'll give you that, Eddie. Uh, one fight that should have been on the main card, and even Dana White afterwards said he messed up, that this should have opened the fight card. We talked about it. We said it. that a week ago. We put the respect on it last week. Brandon Royval uh, KO'd Matias Nicolau. In the first round, huge knee right up the middle, uh, set up the ground and pound finish for Roy Val. Uh, we knew this was going to be a fun fight, Eddie. Yeah. And these knees are just coming out of nowhere all of a sudden. And, yeah, I don't know what Dana was thinking putting that so low. Does he, does he not see his own rankings? 
yeah, I mean, it's surprising. I think people, you know, they, they forget how good the flyweight division is. And Dennis had that issue for a while. It's like he's got a blind spot. Yeah. Uh, Roy Val's on a three-fight win streak now. Uh, he's not getting the next title shot. His two losses, his last two losses were during the pandemic. And they're actually against the two fighters that are going to be fighting for the title, Moreno and Pantoja. Um, but he did ask. He said he's, he wants to do the old the Colby Covington, the Gilbert Burns. And he wants to be the backup fighter uh, for the title fight between uh, Moreno and Pantoja. So may, maybe that's okay, a new stick thing with now. Me here. We're now seeing stick this happen. Stick with me. Yeah, I think this is what Dana is doing. By giving Kobe a title shot and making such a big deal out of it, well, he could wait for us, and that's his main main reasoning. Is that Kobe cut weight and was the backup for him in London? Maybe they were having trouble getting backup fighters, and now he makes a big show out of rewarding Kobe. Everyone sees the best way to kiss up to the boss. You know, just volunteer to be the backup for for a title shot, and now you're in Dana's good graces again. Yeah, I get it. Right, we we haven't really like, in the past like had backup fighters be that important. We've had backup fighters. We see them. Uh, it, it, it's really weird that, you know, they're going to, like, Sergey Pavlovich, you know, he was the backup fighter for uh, John Jones versus uh, Cyril Gaon, right? He's not getting the title shot next. We know that. But he's uh, in the main event. He is in the main event. And he might be next, next. And he could be next, next. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens this week. This, we, we will talk about that. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know if I love the, uh, the idea you know, Sean O'Malley, remember we talked about this a few weeks ago, not going to be the backup fighter for Cejudo versus Sterling. He's like, look, it doesn't, it doesn't benefit me at all. I'm, I'm ranked number one already. So, Yeah, he was already guaranteed basically a title shot. So for him, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, But it's these other guys who can kind of jump the line, kind of like what Colby's doing. So, but, I mean, then again, you think about, you know, where Colby is in the division. And Jorge Masvidal, you know, he had a chance to, to put his name in there. Didn't do it. Retired. Gilbert Burns didn't, you know, didn't, you know, set the doors on fire. So... You, you look at that division, probably would have been Colby anyways. It's possible. But, you know, two straight, two straight losses to the title in the title matches and then a so-so victory. Yeah. No, it's, it, it's hard to. It happened. No, I get it. It's not, it's not, the, most, it's not the strongest. Let's jump down to uh, the other fights. Uh, Bill Algio. Did you, see, did you see him go full heel on the, uh, on the Kansas City, uh, Dude. you know, who, who was it? Like yeah. This, um, oh, gosh. It's not. It was a Rick the Rude. little Rick Rude. Yeah, he did a little yeah. Rick Rude right there. All you fat, out of shape. But he did it for like the 2000, you know, Uber, Bud Light drinkers, Uber, you know, Croc yeah. wearing. Uber drivers or something. Yeah. That was, uh, I was like, I would never retire in a city like this. That's crazy. That was, I, that, was, that was good. I like that. And it was right after both Zach Cummings and Ed Herman retired. Yeah. After their fight. They both so got a 50K bonus. And pretends to retire. That's nice. How about. Yeah, uh, so he comes out and pretends to retire. How about Clay Guida out there faking a retirement? Did he fake his retirement? Well, he did that. He like, said, oh. "He said I tricked you guys. I tricked you guys so I could get on the mic." He he said that to DC. No, he took off his gloves. No, he, he and, he, have and then he loud. said, and then he said, "I tricked you guys so I could get on the mic. I just wanted to switch my gloves." So he wanted to change gloves. I mean, D- Daniel Cormier walks away mid mid interview. Well, he's like, "Hey, I want to say hi to three people," and uh, you know, Daniel Cormier <laughs> yeah. he left after two, and uh, you, know, much. you would think, I mean. Are we, are we, is Clay Guida done? The, Dana was not happy afterwards. He uh, he said, "Look, I don't care who what you know. You don't do that." Uh, does he cut Clay Guida for this, or does he just give him like the, the toughest fight in the division? Well, no, he would have to cut him and Algio too because Algio did it right before him. You know, but Algio so said Algeo right away. Algio said right away, like I would never. He said, "You know, I, I got my new son. This, 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 and I would never retire." He didn't at least like. I mean, and Algio won, right? Yeah, he took off his gloves. Clay Guida got it where he was uh, he was the losing fighter. And that's how he got the interview. He wasn't going to get interviewed. 
It's still all the same to me. It's DC's fault for interviewing him in the first place. Well, I mean, I think if you see nah, someone like a Clay That's Guida, you you, if know, you see him take off his gloves, because he asked him, is this the last time we're going to see you? He's like, I tricked you, DC. Yeah, just because he's old. But he already gets tough young opponents, you know, so it's not, it's not like that's really going to change. You know, it's not like anyone in the top ten is going to want to bother with him. And PFL or BKFC would jump at him at a moment's notice, so. Who, Clay Guida? Clay Guida would be fine. Clay Guida's yeah. like 42 years old. That I mean, the, that's not good at some point. You watch hey, him. You're going to see. You're going to see Clay Guida fight someone like uh, Demir Ismagulov. Some, some, Russian, well, you know, you know, some Russian hammer is going to come down on him. Hey, Diego's still out there. You can go fight him in Ooh, BKFC. That's, that's, that's just gross. Uh, anything <laughs> I'm saying, else? If they would take Diego, they would take Clay Guida. Yeah, uh, Clay Guida now, uh, I guess, you know, Max Holloway, he has, you know, one of the, he, the tight, he has number three for the most time in the octagon, six hours and 50 minutes. I think that was before Sheesh. the fight, so maybe he's at 7.15 now. Uh, but Clay Guida jumps up to 6.44. He's now above Jim Miller in total octagon time. Kind of crazy. That is crazy. Six hours. All right. Almost seven. That's yeah. ridiculous. Anything else on the card you wanted to, to just mention before we talk about PFL? Uh, was it uh, Jillian Robertson had a great submission? She did. She really did. Uh, yeah. Um, man, my, my buddy Lando Venata. He is... Um, not having a good couple of years. Yeah, he, he's probably on his way out, is my guess. Not so groovy. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Less groovy than you would hope. So Came in like a wrecking ball, going out like a, uh, I don't know, some other kind of small ball. Sure. I, uh, I would just say highlight Ion <laughs> Kutalaba uh, defeating Tanner Bozer in his drop down. Uh, Pedro Munoz defeats Chris Gutierrez. Uh, good win for, uh, for Munoz. Wasn't the most exciting fight. Uh, overall, I mean, the, the fight card was ho-hum, you know. Uh, Azamat Mirzakhanov defeats Dustin Jacoby to round out the uh, the main card. Let's talk PFL. Uh, Eddie, you got Natan Schulte. Schulte uh, he defeated uh, Stevie Ray in, uh, I don't even know what the main event is now because they do the prelims uh, after the post, you know, after the main card uh, based on TV. But uh, the real surprise to me was Olivier Aban Mercier defeating Shane Burgos, right? You and I called it that, that UFC guys, um, it would be smart for them to leave the UFC like in their prime and go to PFL. This is not a place where you can be an aging Anthony Pettis or an aging Roy McDonald and go to the PFL and think you're going to run, you know, roughshod through these, uh, these fighters. Uh, and, and yeah, there's a bunch of young hungry lions over point there. example, Olivier Aubin Mercier, who hasn't lost since he left the UFC, who was a journeyman when he was in the UFC. Uh, I mean, he has losses to Armin Sarukian, Gilbert Burns, Alex Hernandez, Carlos Diego Ferreira, uh, Chad Laprie. You know, so he, he wasn't like this guy that was, I mean, his best win is Drew Dober in the UFC. And, uh, and he won last year the, the lightweight title. But Shane Burgos himself was coming into uh, the PFL. He was on a two-fight win streak. He had wins over, uh, who was it? it? I think it was Billy Q was one of them. And, uh, you know, Burgos was not a past-year prime fighter coming in. A little surprised they gave him OAM in, uh, in the first fight for him. Uh, because you would think that they'd want to build, bring him along. This was a weight class up for him. But uh, I, I was surprised that he lost the way he did, you know, 30-27 to, uh, to OAM. Jordan, you need to put some respect on OAM's name. The Canadian gangster is the lightweight champ he is. for That's a true. reason. I, I get it. Talk about the, uh, ro- the role that uh, Burgos was on. OAM was on a roll, too. Yeah, no, 100%. And so, yeah. yeah, since he left the UFC, maybe the UFC time wasn't that great. But he's figured some things out. 
but and, uh, but Burgos like fit the mold exactly for what you, what you and I talked about, right? For someone coming to the PFL still in their prime that could make a splash, and uh, and 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 we were wrong, or I I was wrong, so. Yeah, but now OEM's on like what seven or eight in a row. Yeah, good for him. So yeah, sure. Burgos could get back Put there, right? You don't, uh, you don't, you don't get, you don't, you don't lose the tournament completely in the first, uh, first round. They'll be back in a few months. So, uh, I, Clay Collar defeated Yamato Nishikawa and uh, Magomed Mar- uh, Magomed Karimov uh, defeats Ben Igli and Sabato Sai defeated Jura uh, Al Salah. Yeah, dude, listen, Magomed Magomed Karimov. It looked like he was facing um, your local sales manager. Okay. He he had kicked this guy in like a minute, made short work for, of it. It's like they wanted to make sure they shot him into the playoffs. Um, Magomed Umalatov, um, almost same. Th- well, actually, Delano Taylor is no joke. So that was just a much more impressive win there with his uh, knockout there. Um, poor Cesar Fajeda. He, he was fighting at heavyweight. He should not be. He's a middleweight, and he just got crushed. That was ugly. Well, that's good. I mean, that was PFL 3. That was UFC Fight Night, or actually UFC on ESPN 44. Uh, Guys, you're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com, and we will be right back. It's What's Up With That. Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on What's Up With That. Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? You, yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo, yeah. Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. I'm Eddie. That's Jordan. But before we get into it, Jordan, the Moon Tower Comedy Festival returns this week for the second big week of laughs. See Seth Meyers, Leslie Jones. I'm hoping to get into that one. Samantha B., Howie Mandel, Ginny Slate, Brad Williams, Jay Farrell, Dana Gould, and a ton more, including several current SNL cast members. Hey, who have you seen so far? I was out of town last weekend. Oh, so no one yet. Yet. Okay. But this weekend will be full. I'll have lots to report back after this week. All right. I want to hear all about it. I'm still hoping they uh, sneak me into Leslie Jones. We shall see. All right. Well, good luck. But even if they don't, I love the club shows. You get to bounce around to different clubs downtown, see, you know, four or five comedians at a time. Uh, people you know, people you don't know. Could be huge comedians at a small club, which is awesome. Could be people you've never heard of that all of a sudden are, uh, you're on their, uh, you're big fans of. It's great. Club badges are still available, I believe, at austintheater.org. And speaking of SNL, Jordan. Ana de Armas. I would watch her read the phone. I would watch her read the phone book, dude. Uh, Kids, a phone book is what we used to call your contacts list, but the contacts were everyone in your town. Okay, and it was all paper. It was a huge, thick book. Book are what podcasts used to be. Okay. And I believe uh, your buddy Pete Davidson is the next host. Yeah, I appreciate that PSA. Uh, yeah, Pete Davidson going to be on, unless there's a writer strike. There actually might be a writer strike in the next week, and so we actually might be done. We might be done unless they uh, can figure something out. Oh, no. Oh, that'd so, be horrible. Yeah. I'm, uh, all right. Uh, solidarity. I might, I'm not coming back to the show either, just in case they, uh, if there's a strike. So I'm not, okay, I'm not well, a scab. Like, uh, you might be a little scabby. But it's like that, uh, that first, episode, first sketch they had of the game show. 
the guy who's and Anna de Armas' husband. And I'm like, oh, that's that's like Jordan and his wife. That's rude. <laughs> that's very rude. I don't like that. Yeah. Well, Jordan, speaking of rude, it looks like you have plans for August the 5th. What's up with that? Yeah, I think I think you're mistaken. I think we have plans, Eddie, for August the 5th. Oh, uh, I'm coming over to the, we're going to hot tub? No. Uh, Nate Diaz and Jake Paul are taking their talents to the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas on August 5th for an eight-round boxing matchup at 185 pounds in 10-ounce gloves, Eddie. Paul's obviously coming off that first loss to Tommy Fury. Nate Diaz is coming off of a win over Tony Ferguson in the UFC. Uh, Nate Diaz, saying, he came out and said that he is planning on uh, on this boxing matchup, and then he's going to head back to the UFC and get his belts back. Uh, right now, Paul's the open up as the favorite, so a minus 275 favorite for uh, for him to beat uh, Nate Diaz. Uh, Nate Diaz is plus 215. And uh, so the fight's going to be on DAZN pay-per-view. Eddie, what is your too-early prediction for this boxing matchup? Jake Paul does what he does and picks on people that are much smaller than him. And um, he's just going to annoy us all by outpointing Nate Diaz somehow. You don't think he knocks him out? No. Has Nate Diaz ever been knocked out? I don't know if Nate Diaz has been knocked yeah, out. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, was 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 uh, Anderson much? He wasn't that much lighter than than Jake Paul. They were roughly the uh, same Anderson, size. Uh, Anderson normally fought at one eighty five. Jake Paul fights at like two hundred. Sure, but Anderson walks around walks around much heavier too. So, uh, no, this this yeah, but, this is know, definitely different. He, he also didn't finish him too. So, uh, we'll see. This is, uh, I mean, I hate to say it, but Jake Paul's going to win this fight. Yeah, that's why I'm not going to Dallas, and I will see you at the hot tub. You are coming. Don't worry. Yeah. What? what wait. I, I am coming or I'm not coming? You will. You'll go to Dallas. You'd love to go I'm cover not, that. I'm not, I'm not wasting my money on that, man. Well, we'll now, see. If you want to drive and pay for the hotel, I might go, but that's the only way. All right. We'll, we'll discuss. And, and driving with you is scary enough as it is. I mean, think about that. We're going to Dallas. That's much farther, too. We need to get a rosary for the drive. Um, Speaking of ridiculous things, Jordan, John Jones is hinting at retirement. What's up with that? Yeah, so John Jones and Stipe have been going back and forth about their fight. Uh, We thought it was going to go down at UFC 290 International Fight Week in Las Vegas. Uh, Mark Ramundi of ESPN said that uh, that's obviously the fight that everyone still wants, uh, but it's kind of cooled off. It's not being targeted for 290, so they think it's going to happen in the fall. Even Dana White was asked about it and, uh, and said that they are targeting Madison Square Garden. Uh, for that fight, so that's that's probably like a, a November fight if that's the case. That's kind of historical where they when they go to MSG. Uh, Lord man, Stipe's been saying that uh, John Jones is running. John Jones responded back. Uh, then he tweeted this. This is what he said. I don't love this, but he said, "How cool would it be to spend my retirement fight dominating the greatest heavyweight of all time in my home state at Madison Square Garden?" Now, fans obviously were not happy, Eddie, when yet John Jones out there talking about reti- I do talking to retirement. I do like this response. Someone said. Chill, uh, I'm not ready for your retirement. And then John Jones replied back to him and says, "Okay, my bad. I'll keep fighting." So hopefully that fan was enough to convince him that this will not be his <laughs> retirement fight, and like uh, my arm. and we will see John Jones with a long career still ahead of him at heavyweight. Well, how many fights did he resign for? Six or eight? I think eight fights. But I mean, he's definitely not doing eight fights. Yeah, that's just stupid. Uh, we shouldn't even waste time talking about that anymore. UFC 88, Jordan though, took a hit over the weekend. What's up with that? Yeah, so Charles Oliveira is out of this fight at uh, at UFC 288 in New Jersey against Benil Darius, which we thought was a clear number one contenders matchup. 
Uh, he's out due to an undisclosed injury. Uh, Oliver said that he got injured in wrestling practice and he couldn't train. Uh, Dariush told the Schmo uh, that the UFC is looking to rebook the fight for UFC uh, 289 in, in Vancouver on June 10th. Uh, Dariush said that uh, he asked for a guarantee that if uh, Oliver is not able to make that date, that he will get the next title shot. Uh, and that he also asked for a pay bump. And he said the UFC agreed to both of those things. Uh, Oliveira said that he hasn't what? returned to training yet. So he's not sure if uh, if that happens. So uh, it, what a bummer, right? But Neil Dariush, Dana White was asked about him. And he said that uh, if it wasn't for bad luck, Dariush would have no luck at all. Um, you know, they don't have to do that. They can just put... Benil Darius right into a title fight. He has the wins, right? He's got the the, the record. Yeah. He, he could do that if they really wanted to. They don't. And so they continue to kind of put uh, obstacles in front of Benil Dariush. Uh, either way. So uh, Dariush is, is maybe thinking about that. Uh, right now, so as far as UFC 288 goes, uh, they said, Dana said that they are working on a co-main event now. Uh, right now, yes, Jessica Andraj is fighting Jan Shionan. That's listed as the co-main event. Uh, Mosar Evloev stepped in to face Bryce Mitchell. For the injured Jonathan Pierce, that's actually a banger. Uh, those guys are ten and eleven in the uh, in the featherweight division, and uh, that's a big step up in competition from from who he was going to fight, Jonathan Pierce. And uh, this is a fight that actually was supposed to happen a year ago or so, and uh, Evlo have had to pull out of the fight. Now Gilbert Burns is also trying to blow up Dana White, trying to get a fight against Bilal Muhammad on that fight card, and it sounds like Bilal is ready to go, but cannot make welterweight, so wants a catchweight. You know, if it's going to be on, you know, two to three weeks notice is during Ramadan. And so he says that he can't make the welterweight limit. So we'll see if uh, if if Gilbert Burns actually does get on the fight card. Uh, obviously, that would be great if they could do Gilbert versus Bilal uh, for a clear number one contenders fight. Obviously, after uh, after Colby, of course, you know, it's really just kind of rude to call out Muslim fighters during Ramadan. I'm like, not cool, man. Well, you know the deal. I, I think uh, Gilbert, I, I don't know. I, I think Gilbert wrote, I will fight anyone anytime. And then Bilal wrote, I too will fight anyone anytime. So parentheses, except during Ramadan. I did see that too. So, so maybe not exactly, uh, you know, maybe didn't call him out completely, but maybe we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, let's also see what happens this summer when the UFC returns to London, Jordan. What's up with that? Yeah. So the UFC was trying to bring back a pay-per-view to London this summer. Obviously, uh, Colby Covington versus Leon Edwards was their idea to main event the night. Uh, Leon's come out and said, look, I am not going to be fighting in London uh, this summer unless they pay me a ton of money. I'd like to fight in Abu Dhabi. Uh, he did say that, uh, you know, obviously, if they pay That's me weird. a lot more, I would fight in London. Uh, he's still, though, like not super sure that he wants to fight Colby Covington and, and hasn't really agreed to that yet. Uh, I would be a little bit careful if I was him. The UFC has stripped a champion for a lot less. You know, we've seen, you know, people, uh, who was it? Jermaine Durandamy, who said, who did not want to fight Chris Cyborg. And so they stripped her of the title because they wouldn't fight uh, who they wanted to fight. And, and I hate to say, Leon, I know you're on a big win streak, uh, but you don't have the cachet to say, I'm not going to fight this person and think that the UFC is not going to take action. Right. So he did say, hey, Tom Aspinall is coming back. Uh, you could put the regulars on the uh, London card. He's not going to be fighting there, which is kind of weird for him to say that uh, did not want to fight there in London. The last sounds like yeah, they're, they're going to do a fight night weird. instead. Yeah, you think maybe he's got the Derek Lewis issue? Doesn't want to fight at home. Although he just or won at he... home and had his great moment, maybe he doesn't want to ruin that amazing moment when he has to fight Colby because he yeah. knows that's not a great matchup. Or maybe, for him. Yeah, he doesn't want to fight Colby in London, so I can't blame him for that one. Um, now Alex Pajeda is making a big change, Jordan. I called it. 
What's up with that? Yeah, so last Wednesday, Pajera came out and said on his YouTube channel that his next fight will be at 205 pounds. So we're obviously not going to see that trilogy against uh, you know UFC middleweight champion Israel Adesanya, at least not next, right? He said he's going to monitor his behavior. Not sure what that means. Uh, but he th- it does sound like uh, he's not going to be shotgunned right into an immediate title shot. Uh, maybe a fight, you know, I'm thinking about it, you know, maybe a fight against number six ranked Nikita Krylov. Uh, he's on a three-fight win streak. That could be uh, that could be a fun fight for him, or maybe you just throw him right into the, the you know the lion's den and put him right up there against someone like a Magomed Ankalaev. Uh, that would show you where you are. It's a terrible matchup, but it would really show you where he is in the division. Or maybe he should cut weight and be a backup for a, a title fight, and then Dana will be so indebted to him that he'll just make him a title challenger. I mean that that's the way to go. And, and speaking of that title fight at, or, at middleweight, go ahead. Uh, say or. He should just talk a lot of cringy trash on Twitter and YouTube and go to a rally for Donald Trump and he'll get the Cejudo treatment. Yeah, both, both of those, I mean, remember Colby was also there. Uh, but they, uh, but a lot of those ways work, Eddie. Uh, speaking of Izzy, uh, Dana White and his own coach, Eugene Behrman, both think that Israel will be back sooner than later, uh, maybe even this summer. Uh, if you look at who's, and, and Eugene came out and said that uh, they do not want to fight against somebody, they, they want someone new, right? They, they don't want to fight against, you know, the old guys that they fought before. So you look at, you know, you look at the vision, Pajera, Whitaker, Vittori, Cannoneer, Costa, all those guys have losses to uh, to the champion right now. And so that takes you to like Drickus, uh, DePlessis and Sean Strickland. Uh, maybe one of those guys get the matchup. I mean, they are six and seven. Uh, Derek Brunson, he is... Uh, you know, Derek Brunson, he just he, he has a loss to, to Izzy as well. So yeah. uh, I has mean, Strickland won since getting knocked out by Pajera? Strickland has Strickland won since getting knocked out by Pajera. I believe he has. I think he is coming off a win. Uh, he he just beat uh, Im, um, Imavov. So that, that was the last fight that he just won. And that was at a catch weight that he that he won um, on on short notice. But before that, he lost two in a row to Cannoneer. And uh, and Pajera. so yeah. Let's go with Duplessis. Well, Duplessis is coming back. Well, remember that's the guy that uh, Izzy does not like, and there's, exactly. th- there's a whole bunch of political things going on there, and that's going to be an interesting fight when that does happen. So, hey man, if there's ever a time to do UFC Africa, well, they're not. That's the problem is they're not ready to do it this year. I know. And uh, but you know, hey, they still can't get to Hawaii for some reason. I know it's so, so well, weird that they ask him and, and they don't do it. So they can all go right. all the way to Abu Dhabi. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me hit you with a couple of new fights, Eddie. You got Mosar Evloev versus Bryce Mitchell. You got Carl Williams versus Chase Sherman. You got Devison Figueredo fighting Manel Kopp at UFC 290. And then Brandon Moreno defending his belt against Alexandre uh, Pantoja. That's happening at UFC 290 July 8th in Vegas. So, Eddie, that's new fights. That's what's up with that. Guys, you're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn. Hornfm.com, and we will be right back. Until next time. Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. Eddie, the biggest fight of the weekend is not an MMA. It's the super fight this weekend, T-Mobile Arena, Showtime pay-per-view. You've got Gervonta Tank Davis versus King Ryan Garcia. Finally, it's a, it's a catch weight, but these are two stars. They're in their prime, and they put all the, the politics behind them of the, of the networks and everything, and this fight is happening. 
Dude, this fight is so big that PBC, Golden Boy, Showtime, and The Zone all got together and made it happen. That's how big this fight is. That's how much everyone wants to see it. And to have two guys like this that are still in their 20s, still undefeated, facing off this early in their careers is a rarity these days. Eddie, I don't know if you know and this, but someone's O has to go. Oh, oh, O'Reilly. You're right. And there's been so much trash talk. And, you know, I don't pay attention to the trash talk, so I can't tell you what anyone said. Um, but I know this one's gotten a little contentious. And it's going to be fun. I don't – listen, there are plenty of guys out there, boxing analysts, who can you know, tell you, break it down much better than I can. All I can tell you is that you don't want to miss this one. Yeah. No, this this one, is the fight of the weekend. If there's any fight you want to watch this weekend, it's this one. Now, Le'Veon Bell is boxing again, and that is a thing that is happening. Yeah, Misfits <laughs> Boxing 6, right, in, in, uh, in New Luckily, Orleans. that one's Friday if you're into that kind of thing instead of – the uh, Garcia Davis fight is on Saturday, but there's also Chris Avila. Yeah, you know him. Yeah, Nate Diaz guy. Yeah, and Kimbo Slice Jr. is also on the card, fighting some guy named OJ Rose. Yep, couple of uh, no relation to the other OJ, right? A uh, couple uh, of uh, BKFCs this weekend, but let's talk UFC. You, yeah, we mentioned weird. it real quick. The uh, BKFC 38 was scheduled for March, but they uh, put it back on for this week. You got a uh, Dat Win versus former Bellator champ Daniel Strauss. Strauss. And then BKFC 40, because 39 was a couple weeks ago, is going to be in the UK Saturday. All right, let's talk UFC. We mentioned it earlier. You got Sergey Pavlovich versus Curtis Blades. This is a fun fight, man. Sergey Pavlovich, he's a beast. We saw him in his last fight. Uh, he looks really good. And so he's currently ranked, what, he's ranked third. Curtis Blades is ranked fourth. Uh, man, this is, uh, is going to be funny. I think he, didn't he, uh, he knocked out, yeah, Taito Avasa. And uh, before that, I hate to say it, he knocked out uh, Derek Lewis. And uh, before that, Eddie, he knocked out uh, um, Abdurakimov. So this is not a guy that, uh, you know, is for the faint of heart. This guy finishes people every single time. And Curtis Blades knows how to wrestle, knows how to make fights boring. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah, like we said, uh, Pelovich, whoever wins this one could be next in line after Stipe. Yeah. I, I don't so think... It's not, uh, yeah, there's big uh, I'll tell you right now, line here. if Sergey Pavlovich wins this fight... Uh, yes, maybe John Jones does retire in uh, at Madison Square Garden. So, <laughs> uh, so. Song Yadong is fighting Ricky Simone, and then uh, Brad Tavares versus Bruno Silva, Bobby Green versus Jared Ooh. Gordon. So uh, oh, some good. fun fights on there, and and that should be good. Eddie, breaking news: so Song Yadong versus Ricky Simone is actually not on the fight card at all. Uh, so that what? fight card just got moved off. It's actually going to be the main event uh, April 29th in a week. So uh, Ricky Simone versus uh, Song Yadong. Actually not going to happen on this fight card. Uh, but Bellator is doing it again. They're going back-to-back oh, nights. They've gone to Hawaii. Some reason the uh, the UFC can't go to Hawaii, but Bellator can put two nights in a row. You got Liz Carmouche fighting uh, Deanna Bennett for the women's flyweight title. Uh, that's the big fight on Friday night. Uh, you got Danny Sabatello versus Marcus Brano. Arlene Blenkow versus Sarah McMahon. Uh, but I really want to talk Saturday night. You got the finals of the Bantamweight Grand Prix Rafian Stotts is going to fight Patchy Mix uh, and the winner. So they're going to be the interim champion and the winner is going to fight. Remember that Pitbull versus um, Sergio Pettis. That fight's happening too. So that's what's crazy is that these guys are fighting for a chance to fight the winner of that fight. And just think, I mean, Stotts or Patchy Mix versus Pitbull. That's a, that's a Ooh. great fight, man. That is good, man. There is a lot on the line this weekend. 
it doesn't seem like the uh, bigger name cards, but this is going to be some fun stuff. And don't forget, Liz Carmouche, she is not a joke. She is the flyweight champ for a reason. She uh, stamp, put her stamp on it in the last fight. There's no doubt. And Tim Johnson, my cousin Kenneth Cross. Yeah, back to Saturday, you got uh, you can't do a fight in Hawaii without Alima Leigh McFarlane, right? That's She's right. gonna fight Kana uh, Kana Watanabe, uh, but Alima Leigh McFarlane, if you just watch her for her entrance alone, right? She does oh, the yeah. best entrances, yeah. especially when they're in Hawaii. Uh, my guy Whittier's own Aaron Pico, Aaron Pico. Uh, is fighting James Gonzalez, uh, Kyoji Horaguchi. He's fighting Ray Borg. Versus Ray Borg. Oh, that's good. I mean, that's a, that's a fun fight. Mads Burnell. You got Yancey Madero's on the fight card. Uh, Ved Ortega. I know you like her, Eddie. Uh, Eddie, overall, I mean, She's this is going to be a fun two nights. I mean, sometimes I wish that Bellator would just, you know, put them together and do one big night of fights because you'd have a great card together. But overall, I mean, this is going to be a fun night here. Maybe that's how they get to Hawaii, by having two gates to pay for all the uh, travel. Yeah. No, I mean. Because they've done this a couple times now. Yeah, that could be fun. Uh, obviously, anytime Danny Sabatella fights, I want to hear him talk. And uh, so that'll, that'll be fun and enjoyable as well. So, uh, Eddie, stay tuned, you guys. Sports guys talking wrestling. Stu Myrick, Justin Simmons coming up next. We are proud to be the MMA show of Texas. Tell your friends. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram. Have a great week, and we will talk to you then. Keep safe. Be nice to each other. Stay positive and love your life. And if we ever didn't thank you, let us do it now. Happy trails to you till we meet again.